Hi, everyone, and welcome to Audio Note number 23. My name is Andrew Robinson, and in the last Audio Note, I asked you to forget everything we've covered so far. Now, obviously, when I say forget, I don't truly mean I don't want you to remember the activation triangle, the reactivity scale, 631, those tools that we covered in some of the earlier Audio Notes. What I mean is that the aspects of ourselves that we most need to work with will reveal themselves through collisions that we experience in real life. Selfship comes to those who are able to recognize and process what they need to work with when it emerges. The person that lacks selfship doesn't possess this level of intentionality. Instead, this person lives what we could call an accidental life. They still collide with the world around them and the people in it, but they don't recognize what the collisions access in them. Or even if they recognize it, they may not know what to do with it. And this stands in contrast to the person with selfship who experiences the intentional life. One in which they have the awareness, the tools, the desire to recognize and process the elements of themselves that arise when they collide with life. So the charge to you and I for this audio note is to get out and live our lives. If you're familiar with the tools I've introduced so far, you'll know how to apply them as needed. Now this looks a little different depending on your unique personality. Those of us that tend to process internally can lose ourselves in our inner world in a state of reflection. If that's you, you need to get out in the world, the world outside of you. Ideally, this involves going out in nature, doing something that leaves a mark on your body, something that leaves you sore or even injured. I recently rolled my ankle, smashed my big toe, and gashed my knee all in one fell swoop when I fell during a trail run with my daughter in Arizona. I haven't felt that much pain in a while. I also haven't felt that alive. I wouldn't trade it for the world. So leave the comfort of your own inner world and you're guaranteed to run into someone or something that frustrates, hurts, disappoints, or annoys you. That's what I'm charging you with if you are someone that's prone to being more of an introvert. Then there are those of you that need to just stop. Instead of needing to find collisions with the world outside of yourself, you actually need to create time and space to make internal collisions possible. Silence and stillness has a way of accessing things that we need to process, which explains why we may not like silence and stillness. How often do you sit still long enough for things to begin to surface within you that you need to confront, that you need to deal with? You've kept these things at arm's length long enough, but when you stop, you give yourself the time and space to access parts of you that you've silenced. It's getting you to slow down that's the hard part. Now, most of us need both. I know I do. At times, I need to get out more, and at times, I just need to stop. Both create the kinds of collisions that precipitate the key insights that we can work with as we move forward. So here we are, venturing through life, ready to collide with whatever happens. We have a toolbox we've learned along the way in our journey towards selfship, and then it happens. We run into a situation that precipitates a reaction of some sort within us. 
Maybe it was an interaction with someone at work or at home or a trying relationship with a family member that you're struggling to navigate. Or maybe you had to take on a new responsibility in your work that spawned some sort of insecurity or reaction. The particulars don't really matter. What matters is, first, that something shifted in you. And second, that you actually noticed the shift. It's kind of like that sensation you experience when you're coming down with a cold or a flu. You sense that something isn't quite right. Something's not the same as it was. You don't quite feel yourself. You were feeling fine earlier in the day, and now you notice a tickle in your throat or some aches in your joints or nausea, whatever it is. These reactions may come fast and furious with little warning, whereas other reactions take time to build and may last a while. You may experience like a mood that lasts for hours or days or even weeks. In both cases, whether it lasts a short time or a long time, you have the sense that something isn't quite right. Something has shifted. You don't quite feel yourself. That's what I want you to pay attention to. Look for these reactions in your life. Maybe you're in the midst of one of these reactions as you're listening to this right now. If not, just give it time. Life will see to it that you have material you can work with in the not so distant future. I've noticed myself in a bit of a funk this week, and it's not overwhelming, but I've noticed myself lacking my normal motivation and feeling somewhat down. It's clearly a mild depression of some sort. So using my previous example, it's kind of like dealing with the flu, only it's not a physical illness. Depression in all of its forms is an illness of the mind and the spirit, right? I think of depression as a form of repression. Something happened that accessed and released something that wants to get out. It wants to express itself, but I'm hindering it and its expression. I have a few options here. I can submerge myself in prolonged reflection, trying to figure out why I'm feeling the way I do. This could yield some clarity, but I also run the risk of going deeper into that activation triangle toward that dorsal shutdown. My second option is I can fake it till I make it, which amounts to me play acting that I'm someone that I'm just not. Remember what I said about the term hypocrite in Greek. What does it mean? It just means an actor. So choosing to act or fake it till you make it contributes to a disintegration of the self. I'm actually splitting myself as opposed to integration, which is what we're aiming for with selfship. The third option and the option that I would encourage you to consider is to listen. My reaction lets me know that I have accessed and dislodged something within me. That something has a voice. The question is whether I tend to that voice long enough to listen and use the tools and the practices we've talked about to remain grounded. Think of this as a form of curation. I'm not trying to figure out why, not yet at least. I'm just noticing what's coming to the surface and collecting it. I typically use a journal for this curation process. You may have other methods that you might use. But have you ever been on a team when you didn't feel like you had a voice? Maybe your family was even that way. Remember what it was like to not have a voice. It's not very pleasant, is it? Now, can you imagine if you did have a voice? Imagine what it would be like to freely provide your perspectives, your insights, your emotions, and have someone actually listen. Each reaction has a voice. 
Each reaction that we're looking for has a voice and it wants to speak. It's coming to you with insight. The question for you is whether you're able to listen. Obviously, we're inching our way into the deep end here. So I want to pause and just review some of the takeaways from this audio note and set up the next audio note. This audio note challenges us to create opportunities for collisions. And by colliding with the world outside and the people in it, or creating those opportunities to slow down long enough to create internal collisions, we precipitate these reactions and these conflicts that provide insight into ourselves. Remember the one truth, discomfort. Second, exercise your ability to recognize when these reactions happen and use the tools to process these collisions. That's critical. That's why I introduced those early on so that you could get comfortable with them and put them into practice. Third, give voice to those parts of us that emerge through these collisions. In short, we need to be their freedom fighters. Free them, give them the microphone, and just listen. All right, now we're ready to go a little bit deeper into my complex identity framework. We're working into that. And in the meantime, don't waste a good conflict with others, conflict with the world, conflict struggles with God, and even struggles within yourself. So that's where we're going. I'm looking forward to picking that up in the next audio note. Wherever you are right now listening to this, I'm so glad that you are here. Take care, everyone.